Welcome to Cinema Bushido. With me to talk about the 1990 Takashi Kitano directed, co starred, and co edited Boiling Point is the catcher to my pitcher, Mr. Lee Van Cleef. How's it going, Lee? Hey, buddy, every day's a holiday. How are you doing today? Excellent. And while I have you, what is on the booze agenda? I am drinking Buffalo Trace, but it's a special single barrel edition at 45%. Yeah, that's like um, that's like when Coors came out with like those blue metal bottles. I'm totally with you. It's like special, but not. Except it is. It tastes different. It's stronger. Okay. You can yeah. definitely you can definitely sense it. And I was gonna get like something else, and I know um, the gentleman that recommended it to me and he's like hey dude we just got this in and he said they only they only make it for a handful of establishments in colorado and it actually has the name of the store on it so fucking awesome oh interesting mm. i've never heard of that it's cheers well, well there it is well also with me is the cheek to my creep jenna rumberger how's it going jenna I'm doing quite well, though I'm not sure what exactly that means. You're a little cheeky, and I'm a little creepy. Oh, <laughs> I And the other one, if you didn't I? get it, um, mm. catcher is a gay term for somebody who's going to take the penis, and that was Lee. I yeah. did, I did catch okay, that good. one. Yeah, that one was clear. The cheek to your creep was like, was, but I like it. I like uh, it. Okay, well, what are you having in your in your booze glass? Someone amazing made me a really strong margarita. So it's got a little bit of orange, a little bit of lemon, and a little bit of sauce. I may have put some extra sauce in there. <laughs> oh, no. Look at How dare you that. let YOLO make margaritas? She's too young for that. She needs to start with screwdrivers. That's... Ugh, screwdrivers are disgusting. Or we watched this show. We watched Mad Men the other Fuzzy day. Fuzzy navels. This, this old dude on Mad Men was making uh, vodka and milk. He was just having milk and just pouring vodka into it because it's like, why not? Yeah, he's like was the that milk a was thing for... they did in the fifties. Right, the milk was for his ulcer, yeah. so it was like kind of like, well, I want to take care of the ulcer, but I also want to get drunk. Before the advent of the uh, of the uh, what should we call it? Um, the before Red marijuana Bowl. was no. universally accepted as a way to chill out. The uh, Jesus you know what I'm talking loves about. marijuana. The, the, the Jaeger bomb before the Jaeger bomb, where you get drunk, right. but you'd also get oh, the Red Jesus. Bull. You're like, I got my Lanta in milk, and I got my vodka totally. in Soviet Russia. You know, I used to I used to do the stupid sake bombs. That makes no sense at all. Sake <laughs> doesn't have, like, the shot. It's like a Boilermaker, but it's not because you're like, it's more or less pouring wine yeah, into your beer. Yeah, you're doing shots with wine. <laughs> Gross. Which makes you cool, dude. Yeah. I want to make well, bank, what cool. bro. Well, what was cool is you'd put the shot glass full of sake on chopsticks and then everyone would bang the table until it plopped into the beer so it was more of a process than it was like a logical drinking thing it was ceremonial sure yes it was ceremonial thank you Mm -hmm. well we're going to talk about boiling point um i will just say i chose this because i love everything katano does for the most part and i love this movie i love it love it love it um i will start with you lee uh because you just get to go first what did you think I'm uh, slightly like confused and delighted at, throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. That's a good reaction. That's my summary. Mm. <laughs> What's well, true? What I like about it is, um, to that point of the confusion, is I feel like he left out needless things that so many movies put in around leading the plot. Like if you've ever seen a movie, you can kind of look at this and go, "Wait, did I miss something?" But you're still following it. You're still like, "Oh yeah, we're in." 
we're now in Okinawa, or now we're done playing baseball. Whatever, you get it. You just didn't have it spoon-fed to you. Well, the thing is, is that, like, um, I don't want to get into the ending right away, but, like... No, don't. <laughs> on to- <laughs> but on top of that, like, um, I, I get the fact that he wanted to make, like, more of a character story, but it just, sometimes it kind of, like, it, the character of the main guy, the fuck-up, he's just so boring, well, By yeah, same- I wonder, was it a character study or what, like, did he purposely make every character, like, bland, except, obviously, Katano and his homie, but the main dude, I don't even have his name here, I think he was, I, uh, I don't know, yeah, he was just terrible, like, he did not show a single emotion the entire fucking time. And it was like, it was like, I just, at at the end of the day, like, I felt like this was, because you can tell he's young in his face, he's really young, so this is really early. So -hmm. you kind of get the Katano hallmarks, but it's kind of like an experiment. Like, you can see he refined things by the time Sonic Team came around. But I I, I mean, I think it's really good because you're never going to get a movie this visceral again. It's just so beautiful to look at. So his, his name is Yorai Yanagi. And uh, his character name, just to be clear, his Masaki. Hmm. Like the Masaki I dropped in my beer. (laughs) It all ties together. All right, Dana, you're up. What did you think? This was your first time seeing it, just like Lee, right? It was. um, And it was my second Katano film. And I think, similarly, it felt uh, intense and aimless and beautiful. So you're just kind of... It's kind of like... uh, Dazed and confused with a lot of death and blood <laughs> spurting around. Um, and I kind of love Katano. I think he's just so playful and random. And I love that combination of things with really like thoughtful filmmaking. Yeah, I think of the directors out there that are just trying to do something confusing because they see it as some kind of art. I believe Katano believes in his vision, not just from a... Just a, we're going to do something different this time. Like, this is just the second thing he's directed. And he's like, I'm not, I want to do a, a, yeah, visceral action at times, bloody, uh, disturbing movie. But I'm not going to do it like everyone else has done it. The Yakuza movies have been done. He did the same thing with his Zatoichi. His Zatoichi, he was like, he could have just done Zatoichi, but he didn't. He pretty much just took... He took the joy that you found in this film and he shoved it into a Zadoichi movie. Yeah, he he's like the sperm well. Like, he just, like, <laughs> fucking... He's playful, right? You get funny comedy. And then he takes you... Like, he, like, dives all the way down to get those giant squid. And then when he's, he's down there forever. And that's where you get, like, the playful use of rape and sodomy and cutting pinkies. And then he comes back up and you just never know where it's going to be with the movie. It's true. He didn't even yeah. take that seriously, right? Like, Janet yeah. pointed out multiple times, like, the sex scenes, it's like, why do they all seem so boring? Because it's not about the act, and he wasn't trying to it's show eroticism. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't yeah. He wasn't trying to show that. He was trying to show, well, obviously, he's going to It's mundane. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's mundane. It's a day I in mean, a life. He also doesn't try too hard. I feel like so many directors that make beautiful, well-composed shots are trying that hard with everything and you feel kind of bogged down by their desire for perfection and a certain type of drama. And this movie just felt like, you know what? You're on a ride and you don't know what the hell's going to happen. And that's just fine. Yeah. And a lot of those scenic shots, he just trusts the camera. 
Like he just trusts that you're going to be on the beach in Okinawa. This isn't the first movie he does that, but it's always just like, he's just going to trust the view because he'll put it like way the fuck out there in other movies. And he'll just like, let you sit there for like a minute and just, just, it's like, it's almost like it's so, it's so, um, it's so nonchalant that you accidentally fall into it. The joy he has of the beach. It is so apparent. I mean, he is always at the fucking beach in his movies, and it's it's different stuff. Like, oh, God, one of the most classic scenes. Do you remember? Um, I don't remember the circumstances around it. Like, I think maybe a dude told... Oh, right. Remember um, that guy told Kitano's wife in that one movie that she looked old or like, oh, she looked yeah. like she was dying? And he, then the next scene, it just cuts, and there's, like, blood in the water, and then it shows the dude, and he's just completely bloody. Like, Kitano just beat the fuck out of him. I'm just like... Oh, <laughs> but then there's always the joy of the beach. Yeah. And what I was going to say before I cut over here is I love that on Internet Movie Database, it says the plot is two disquieted junior baseball players seek revenge on the local Yakuza for attacking their coach. <laughs> is that what he is? He is their coach? I thought yeah. surely he must be related to them yeah. to no. get that up in their business. Yeah, I thought Gucci no. was maybe his older brother or something. He can't just be a coach. Right. No, but he's Yakuza. He's a hard ass, right? He, he is. is. Like, he's he, a badass. He, he knows what it is. I can't believe I just win. dared... I just dared say Iguchi instead of Mr. Iguchi. I don't want to get my answer. No! Oh, I will fucking tell him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to our first favorite scene, um, and it's going to be Jenna is up first. Oh. You know, and I thought that I... Because I, we... You know, you can't help after watching a movie like this but talk about it. Mm. And it's that classic, you know, Malcolm Gladwell thing that talking about a thing changes the thing. Right. So, so yours is no longer the butt my rape scene. scene. Don't blink. You said it was the butt rape scene. It was good. I, <laughs> oh, I'm tempted, but it's not my favorite. The way he said, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> the way he never Too far. blinked. Too far. Malcolm, Malcolm Gladwell. The way he never blinked. Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. Oh. Totally. Oh. So I liked him in a clockwork. I orange. feel like I'm trapped in a pun dungeon right now. I liked him in a, I liked him in a clockwork <laughs> orange. He was like, "Oh, let's have some milk with stuff in it." I guess you could say your expectations are going <laughs> underground. A uh, thank you. <laughs> All right. Oh Jesus. Okay, it's a clump of scenes, but it's the part. It goes from the part where they're in the middle of all of the, the orange ice planty flowers mm-hmm. picking oh, them cool. he's sitting there with his crown and then they go into the you know yakuza oh. bosses yeah establishment of business he's like trying to look pitiful and humbled and then he accidentally shoots the shit out of the ceiling with the machine gun that's hidden inside the bouquet um I that, think you stole that from me, but that you, you just keep co- going, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you did let me go first. I am kidding. Um, yes. That collection of things together, I mean, because you expect him to kill the shit out of everyone, but he gives you this long pause before he kills everyone. It's like, oh, shit, the gig is up, and you expect everyone to move, but no one moves. They just kind of stare at him in this beautifully composed, like... Wes Anderson must have ripped it off kind of way. Yeah. And then, like, and then he kills them all. And then he still doesn't kill the girl. 
Which could have been a favorite scene because I love that the one person who did, one of his enforcers, the bad guy's enforcer, starts to put the gun towards Kitano. Oh, that's true. And his homie was like this, just boom, right in the head. Murder. Who expected that? No, I loved it. I was like, I only oh. sort of, I mean, he was missing a finger and was probably hung over his shit. A finger the size to... of a thumb. Right, a thumb <laughs> finger. It did look like a thumb. But yeah, that I think that was my first favorite scene. I mean, it was the most classically beautiful. It was almost painterly, mm. that collection of scenes. What did you think of that one, Lee? Uh, what happens is, is that like after he he goes out to the field, like you see the the his buddy, um, he's the one who's picking all the flowers, right? Yeah, right. And then like it oh, cuts yeah, to a shot around. of Katana wearing a crown of flowers, and it, like there's a long there's a long prolonged period where he's constantly harvesting these flowers, and then Katano comes up to him and he's got like four of them in his hand. Here you go. So, like, this guy's been working <laughs> how long to make that bouquet? And then they cut to a shot where they're in a car, and it's like the bouquet is wrapped in newspaper, and you're like, this guy's a fucking dirtbag. And you you really think he's a fucking dirtbag. And then they go in there, and he gives a pinky to his friend, not even his own pinky, to the guy. And the guy's like, dude, you, we needed the money and the pinky. This is not shit. And then he accidentally, like she says, lets off the M16A2, <laughs> like in the roof. And and like, yeah, the, first of all, that shot on his on his uh, seven o'clock was perfect. Like they threw a side angle right behind Katano, and the guy's got a revolver. But mm-hmm. guess what, homie, homie's already ready with a nine. Pa pa, you're done. And then and then the, the thing that I I really like is I imagine if I was in Japan. Would I really be accustomed to like automatic gunfire? This isn't Chicago. Oh, I it's thought not about Detroit. That too. Like they, they, like I'm imagining they're like, oh shit. He had time to rape after that and pillage the desk. I'm like, but that was like an office building, and that was an automatic weapon going off for like five minutes. Right. Who knows? Maybe they were celebrating chicken new year or something who knows <laughs> see i didn't get into that kind of logic with it because no. there are a lot of illogical scenes i don't really care about logic at that point i was just like it's katano and he's gonna kill everyone and then i thought oh, he was gonna funny. like and then i even knew he was gonna rape that bitch before it even happened i was like fuck we all did we all bitch, did. You gotta run that way run bitch I'm like, did he did he, he didn't leave her alive because he's kind because we've established that he's not kind no i mean he'd been beating his girlfriend for like the last half an hour up to that point that was the worst i yeah. hated all of those scenes those hurt me all right you're up what is your first favorite scene yeah lee it, okay okay so these young kids they have a nine millimeter and they uh they walk up to the emoto office <laughs> all right and like he's like you shoot the gun here's all the pardon gifts and i'll be with him and i'm like i don't even know why you're doing this guys like this is too much only needs one of you and then we, uh, we all said that like it was <laughs> like what like, you give somebody parting gifts, they should leave with them. Yeah. Because it's yeah. the idea that you're sacrificing yourself. Anyway, please. So then uh, the the young man goes up to the door, and he's like, he's shooting at the locking mechanism on the door, which I think they're indicating is an electronic lock. I don't know. But he's, he's firing, and the trigger's not going. And then his buddy, who's, like, already been halfway sexually assaulted by Katano, is like, give me the gun. <laughs> and he fucking starts pulling the trigger, and it's not going. 
And they're like, I don't know. And then, like, the Yakuza are made aware that somebody's trying to shoot at them outside their fucking glass door in the front of their office and start beating ass. And he bolts because it's already been established he's a really fast runner. He's really athletic. Oh, good point. Oh, that's a good call. The running. So then he fucking, he bolts, gets in the car with his girlfriend, who's got cankles, by the way, and then fucking they drive in this sedan for an undetermined amount of distance, and he's sitting in the car, and then he 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 moves the safety off the gun <laughs> and pulls the trigger in the cab of the gun and totally beautiful. fucks the windshield. And I was like, what'd you learn, Japan? Yeah? What'd you learn? Maybe you need to leave those alone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, let's see. My first favorite scene was not stolen, and you guys probably could both guess which one it is because it's just so... It's, it's so the butt paternal. rape scene. <laughs> <laughs> so see, when he pushes the girl off the bed, you don't understand. She just falls down, and then no, no. Um, of course, it was the karaoke scene, which is just oh my god, brilliant, so good, and brilliant. Beautiful. So the setup is um, uh, we already seen earlier in the film that the you know Kitano's character. I should actually call him by his name. It is Bottle Man Yuhara. Yuhara is like. Is not in any of the good graces of the Yakuza. But a couple shitheads come in, and he has a temper on him, and they should have seen this coming. But he's got a temper on him, and they come into this karaoke bar where he's enjoying the hell out of trying to molest a man and listening to this dude singing the lamest song I've ever heard. It's a song meant for a woman. <laughs> it's just, it, first off, the scene is beautiful. And I'm, just, I'm not setting this up. The, I'm kind of setting it up the wrong way. It's a beautiful scene. The song is good, and the guy singing it is just ridiculous. You just like, it's so another world. Anyway, they, they come in, they're like, hey, you owe this, owe all this money. Why are you hanging out in a karaoke bar? Blah, blah, blah. And he just like, two seconds, he grabs a bottle off of one of the tables and just goes over and smashes the dude in the back of the head. And then his buddy gets up to save him, to save his, his friend. And Kitano's number one, or I should say uh, Yuhara's number one, just beats the shit out of him, like boxer style, doesn't skip a beat, and jumps right back into dancing on the dance floor. With this black lady, I can't find out who she is. I've looked through everything, and I have no idea who this black woman is. She's lovely. If anyone she knows. She's clearly Japanese, too. Yeah. She just, she's got this poise that I think com- it completely changes the scene. It does, right. She just keeps dancing, too. Because and- she's Japanese. No, oh, black Japanese. She's a black yeah, lady. She's Blackanese. But like the thing is that she clearly <laughs> well, it's has just Japanese. Like black American or she she has like she has Japanese uh, Well, like, no, it, we were thinking maybe she was British and in other things. Yeah, she like, doesn't we tried say a, to find her she but doesn't they say don't, a word. They no. don't make it clear at all who she, she doesn't is. Say she's a word. impossible to she, find. She's like a ghost. But she totally changes the vibe of so many scenes. All right, so Lee, what is your second favorite scene? It's a beautiful scene. What happens is is that, like, you have our guy. You think Iguchi is going to be our guy. You think he's going to be our main man, mm. our Harrison Ford, if you will. You know? Yeah, our, our, Sean, our Sean Connery. Our Sean Connery. You know, you think he's going to be the Highlander. Okay. This is my Yakuza movie. And then, and so, like, these spoiled-looking uh, Nouveau Richie people come He's in. He's stealing my second favorite scene. Oh. Yeah. And Take they, it away, buddy. They come into his little his little bar, and they're, they're like, 
openly talking shit about the place and the proprietors. And he's just, like, smiling, trying to play along. And they're talking about how, like, the bartenders wouldn't know how to make drinks and how shitty this place is. And let's just have a drink before we leave. It's this really catty Tokyo thing. Their giggles are the most grating thing ever. I was, like, so irritated with Mm -hmm. them the minute they began speaking. Oh, and the way she was giggling with the toilet scene that you were just about to get to. Please go on, Lee. So then uh, she's like, I got to use the bathroom. And he's like, and they're doing it in front of him. They're doing it audibly to the point he can hear it. Uh, Everyone can hear it. And so then she goes to the bathroom and she's like, oh, my God, it's so dirty. It reeks. And so he just walks up and somebody had asked for an ashtray. So he just walks up there and he's got a really pretty looking crystal ashtray. And he keeps smiling in this really like kind way. Like, I'm a proprietor. I'm putting up with your shit. Yeah, like, I, I believe in the Japanese way of doing things. And then he walks up to her and just fucking whacks her in the face and, like, <laughs> knocks her down. And I'm, I'm not for that, but that was fucking visceral as hell. That was, like, Tarantino before Tarantino. And it was, like, uh, it, she, she and then they show her, like, with a split cheek. And he's, like, get the fuck out of here. And they yeah. all just run like cowards. And I was, like, this There's is a beautiful you know- scene. There's a scene in it where they're all sitting there and they're not talking anymore. But they're also not horrified. Like, if this were an American movie, they'd be screaming and, you know, entitled or something. But they're all just sitting there, blank face, like, oh. Fuck. Yeah. Like, what did we do? <laughs> yeah. Because, like, a, that, that, like, they, he had a Yakuza way about him. And, yeah. you know, I, I feel like those people, they, they held, like, in the movies, they're portrayed to be, like, they still, resi- the, the residuals of the caste system still reside inside them, you know? Like, carries yep. over. Well, it was funny, too. It took us a second to know that he was the same guy as the guy that was wearing the hideous sweater at the baseball game. <laughs> right. Yeah, he looked like, so poised. I, I think it was only the questionable haircut that his lady friend had that, like, underlined, like, oh, this is the same person. And he's and, a badass. They were like, weren't you friends with Otomo or whatever? And it was yeah. just like, yeah. yeah. And Wasn't then, he yeah. a Gucci? Yeah. 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 yeah, he's a badass. Yeah. And then on top of that, like, I just like the fact that the movie is really meandering along. And then all of a sudden it's like, pow, wake up. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They do it up. All right. Well, Jenna, you're up. Oh, my second favorite scene. Okay. It's my second favorite because I get tired of the ending being my first favorite scene. I can't help it. There's something about that, like, culminating point that, like, gets me. I'm that person that, like, cries at the end of romantic comedies and, like, gets, like, so into action movies at the final scene. I'm, like, perched on the couch with my, like, feet on the seat because I'm so excited. So, yeah, for me it was um, the scene in the airport where a mm. uh, dull main character is handed the butterfly symbol that was behind the Yakuza in, in Katano's first scene. And then he looks out the window and sees both of them being executed in different intense ways. And I just thought, oh, there was something so like touching and beautiful, but also kind of like a predecessor to 12 Monkeys sort of situation happening. 12 Monkeys was one of those films that was like I was bludgeoned with in college because I went to art school with a bunch of like aspiring filmmakers who were fucking obsessed with that movie. I'm swearing a lot, but I think Katano calls for that. Fuck. Um, 
Hey, but hey, hey, it, hey. it felt that kind of... Sucked my dick. Oh. No, suck my dick. <laughs> no, <laughs> fuck you. You just started a motherfucking Star Wars, motherfucker. <laughs> nice. It's a good one. <laughs> it's good that you guys are reliving this since it's no longer on YouTube. Um, what? It's no longer on YouTube? Yeah. Not a, not officially. It's been it's been removed by its creator. Yeah. <gasps> Do you have a copy of it before we go on? No, but it exists outside. Somebody okay. else created a pirated one that's up now. Guys, Thank we're talking Jesus. about we've talked Sorry. about it many times on this podcast. <laughs> Bobby Hackers next Star Wars. I bet you they finally now that Disney owns it, they gave him a fuck you, you can't do that anymore. You well, wish. His fans are so cuts. numerous that I think it, it had like it had like a hundred thousand views. It had over more like hundred thousand views. Over it had like how a many years? Billion, a billion views. Yeah, it had been shown Joey in China. Joey World, whatever the hell his name is, has a hundred thousand views for like eating an Arby's fucking sandwich. Sorry for interrupting. Please go in with the um, death of Uhara and. There were just it was so there was a there was a vision that Kitano had. Oh, that was cool. And In the back of the it car. It showed a flash of it. And so you knew you were going to see it again, but you didn't. But you saw all of the pieces that happened next in kind of he rapid succession. He did the Fight Club subliminal thing. Like in the beginning, yes. they show you like a penis while you're watching. Yes. Yeah. But it was long enough that you could actually catch it instead of oh, just... A... I caught it. All but day I long. think there was just there was just that like it was like a combination of the pedestrian and the super intense and they kept smushing it together in a way that was just it was just beautiful so that when when uh his stupid buddy that was walking around with a machine gun like it was candy in mm. a grocery store tries to put it through airport security you're that like was what the, the best, fuck is his problem that was the best scene i actually have a i have a whole list of great scenes that we'll go over in, in a minute but um yeah the i'm sure you agreed lee that both of them did something with the machine gun that was magical and one was a total escape and the other was of course the bouquet of death yeah there's no machine gun right sorry Fully automatic rifles. It's oh, a, sorry. It's an rifle. I'm un, I'm unaware of the nuances of weaponry. I don't well, do that. a machine gun, I think, comes from like World War One or something, right? It's like, a it's mechanical. Yeah. I think of yes. it as like a Tommy gun. Right. So, okay, Was right, a Tommy so, gun a machine gun, Lee? Uh, it's a fully automatic weapon, but here's the difference: isn't that okay. like that's an assault rifle? Okay. Right. So it's right. built for range, caliber. The rate of fire is going to be lower, you know, because it's it's firing bigger rounds to go further. Like so a wait, sub, wait, wait, a wait. Machi- Let's define this really quickly. What is a machine gun? The, a machine gun is like a thirty to fifty caliber weapon that Big. fires. Yeah, yeah. Usually, the, my understanding is that the first ones were in World War One, and right. they're huge. Like they, they're the ones that the pillboxes in World War One. They're like they're shooting at range because the the size of the bullet and the velocity determines the range that they can be effective at. Right, so there, yeah. and then on top of that, you have this huge ass bullet. It's not going to yeah. go very far. Where an M sixteen can no, go. No, no, know, no. The huge, the huge ass bullet is going to go really, really far. Oh, really? Whereas, like, yeah, there is. I was the, the weight rounds. around the physics of it. The weight would make it like lose its trajectory more quickly. That's why, the, like, a M sixteen pretty much the, shoots a twenty two. The cartridge is going to shoot. Is going to have that much powder, right? Mm-hmm. 
So okay. all you're all you're really determining is the size of the shell or the bullet, and then okay. that's what creates the shell. But hey, here's the point: mm. is that I love that scene. Like, yeah. like, isn't it funny that like, like he purposely he like he had so much nuts. He took all the shit from the gift shop. <laughs> threw it on there and then the moment the guy's not looking he like throws it into the into the it was machine. all balls and it was all, all balls all balls man the grocer is the guy with all the balls and then like like she said like it's weird because like you in them in the western cinema you expect the good guys to win you expect like the people you are shown to survive, of right. and then you see just Katano and his buddy just get gang lined stabbed, murdered, and then you have like he's like, oh, I gave you some money, I gave you a card about butterfly eggs, I, I you're the future, go right. fuck shit up, yeah, and, and you know, true. and how did they get the nine through? I don't even Can I know. Just, uh, oh, no, they do because they're because so Because the alarm's going off yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the right. other yeah. gun. But what I also love about that scene, and it's easy to forget, but it's so Katano. It's that the, the dude, I wish I knew his name too, he's eaten all those samples. And not, not only does he eat like every cookie sample that was in there, like he kept going back, he bought a bunch and brought them out and he's just like, no, you need to eat this like right now. They're really good. And the dude just saw everybody get killed, so he's like, um... I don't want to, but then he's like, "No, eat it," and he forces him to fucking eat the cookie. That's a and then good Then he's point. like, "No, open the butterfly egg card." And he's like, "Like the last time he did that, he just saw them get fucking destroyed." So he's like, "No, maybe later." He's like, "Open it now." He's like, "No, I'm not that, doing it." That's a great yeah. point about not eating. You know, that's a great point because he just saw death. You know, you don't right. eat. Right. You know, like, oh, I just saw somebody killed, and let me eat. Yeah, you and he's forcing That's, him to eat the cookie. Yeah. And he doesn't look like he's enjoying it at all when he does eat it. He's just like looking at him like, can we go? Like, That's brilliant. But his Matthew. buddy's been having such a good time, like you said, Jenna, buying everything in the gift shop. <laughs> I mean, that was probably the only good time he had because he got certainly got the brunt of uh, Katano's darkness. Yeah. Like, he did a lot of... He, he paid a lot of attention to that kid, and that kid did not know what to do with it. All right, well, I'm going to take my third, my second favorite scene because yes. um, it would have been what I called the nasty patron slap, which is more of a hit in the head with the ashtray, but whatever. Um, I will go for out of my list a couple of things. I oh, before, sort of before, you, because... before you go in, can I just point out that like the Please. first time we see Katano, he's going straight with a bottle at his own... Yeah. Yakuza leader, and then and he the does next that time multiple see, times, multiple times. I'm like, that's so brilliant. It's like he's the bottle man. He's like, I'm, he's the <laughs> butler. He's the he is. Oh, butler, I like that. And he's gonna like fucking headbutt you with a, a bottle. He's, um, he's Carson, the butler, oh. Downton Abbey. <laughs> We've been watching too much Downton Abbey. I don't know what they're talking about because I'm not. A cut, it's I'm magical, English. but they have bottles. British. Bottles. Okay, okay. If my third favorite scene. Since you stole my stuff. Because and I was going to say a couple, and I think you'll love this. Um, one, okay, I'm going to go for this one, and I'm going to do two because you stole all the good ones. Well, I mean, there are so many what? good ones, so many good ones, but you stole the ones I really could gush on. One, uh, one thing, it was just set up so well in this, and it was the rich kid and the 
the motorcycle. <laughs> it was great. It's just great. The way they set it up, and he's like, yeah, I love it. And he's like, you want a helmet? He's like, nope. And then they just kind of cut a second later, and he's bloodied in the street with a car sitting next to him. So he just, like, ruined his shit. So I'll throw something like that, but I'll also throw... Oh, gosh, yeah. My other one I'll throw in, since I'm just taking two in small ones, is um, just like you were talking about a second ago, Lee... Uh, Kitano's about to take a bottle to hit maybe the black girl or somebody. Like, he's really mad. And his oh, girlfriend right. is like, no, cool down. Drink some water. Eat your food. But they force um, uh, Masaki and his friend to eat the squid ink as well. And it's just <laughs> yeah. a really funny scene where they all smile and everybody has black teeth. And it, it, it actually continues past that. Like, later on when you see them at the apartment, they all still have yeah. black teeth. It was funny as fuck. Well. That was funny. I was going to say, um, I wanted to ask you a question, if I may. Um, the 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 Yakuza that's the driver, that's the, the catalyst to the whole thing in the beginning. Um, he's in Yakuza 0. I don't know his name, but I knew his voice immediately. Um, I was going to ask you if he was in any other films. Wait, who's the driver? Oh, you're talking about the main guy. The, 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 the guy with the questionable the mullet. Yeah, the questionable mullet. Yeah, like no. cause like in Yakuza Zero, he's like a gigantic badass motherfucker who's amazing. But he's kind of older. He's not as skinny. Like you know, they did it based off what he is now. And so you know, he gets older, he gets a little fatter. But he's like really cool, and like he's like his voice is like very like without. I could like play it without even looking at him, and I'd know that was him. And I was like, oh, I got so excited when I saw that guy. You know what's funny is I. I know him too, right? When I saw him, I'm like, he plays the classic Yakuza. But I have to tell you, like, when you look at the IMDb on something like this, it's, there are, there are no, no pictures, no nothing. You just have to be like, okay, I just watched, I don't know, like Hanabi, but it was this guy, but I'm totally with you. I know him and he's awesome. Yeah. Maybe it's the guy from Gurren Ona (laughs) or Nagisa. You can't, you can't tell. Unless you well, so, so, speak Japanese and are very familiar with Japanese actors in the 90s. No, see 50 on that. Jana was looking through Internet Movie Database and found somebody of note. But you'll love this. This guy was in uh, in Zaruichi, in Hanabi. He's been in a ton of shit. But that's what, that's what Kitano does. He brings back yeah. all of his people. That guy's name Asia. was... Tsumame edamame. Yeah. Nice. That sounds sexual. I want to be named after a delicious soybean appetizer. It does sound delicious. Well, we're done with our favorite scenes, but we can just talk about any additional scenes. I want to throw out, um, or Lee, do you want to throw out just another one that's like a a mentionable? I just think the movie in general is charming. I mean, you don't have to be into Yakuza movies to like this. There'll be like a 20-minute stint where... Our boy Katano shows up and he's the most vile thing on the planet. But in general, like, you can have fun with it. Like, if you want to understand how the Japanese are, this is very, like, the way everything is executed is very, like, everyone's really prim and proper. And when you go to Japan, everyone's really prim and proper. They love baseball. You're like, why? It's boring. Uh, you know, like, it's just one of these movies that you can you can relate to, and yet you, you, you'll you find something in this movie, no matter what part of the personality scale you are on. That's what I'd say. All right. Yeah. I'm going to go through a list of notables, and I just want to hear your guys' comments on the notables. Mm-hmm. So, 
Go ahead before I go. Well, I just found it fascinating that no matter what happened, the ending leaves you with the feeling that you don't know what actually happened, if anything, because he could have just been in the John fantasy. It was, yeah. That's the whole thing. It was like the devil's advocate. Yeah. Or occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge or any of those. Yeah, he was just literally taking a shit during a baseball game. That's right. And he was like, oh, shit, what if there was a badass... Yakuza guy who raped his friend. <laughs> yeah, I had a, and I had a girlfriend. Oh, Because well, yeah, the thing yeah. is that there's nothing Id- idyllic about the movie that would indicate that it was about a dream. It was really like, there were moments like when he stood up to the Yakuza at the gas station. Mm-hmm. But would he really little, dream little about... A little bit of wish yeah. fulfillment there. Right, but would he really dream about everyone being like, why are you such a slow dumb fuck? Right. And, and then would he also drive into a building and get blown to fucking pieces before you get out of there? Exactly. Yeah. Like, would he think that he was going to shoot agree. down a door but instead shoot out a windshield? Yeah. But then at the same time, would he really be able to escape that? No. Right. Yeah. No, that right. was funny. I thought he was going to bash through the window. Oh, we can talk about the ending for a moment because you both have alluded to it. And we we probably should talk about it. The movie ends in a really odd way. The movie not being at all direct with anything has mm-hmm. a very direct ending in which our hero, Masaki, and his girlfriend from the restaurant... Why? Why would she? Why would she just? Why would she? Right. Exactly. Totally. Exactly. So they get in a um, a gas truck, and they drive it into the Yakuza building. And the moment they hit, for whatever weird physics exists in the odd world of Japan, Japan explode like a motherfucker. Michael Bay style. The whole building goes up in flame. So that's what we're talking about. Here's the game changer question: Did did our our man steal the idea for true romance, Quentin Tarantino? Of course he did. He's, he, he's he been stole known to borrow. To he stole everything. He does a good job stealing things, but he pretty yeah. much acknowledges that he stole everything. There was a time in the United oh, States I didn't know that. where okay. you could only get two Katano films or so, and Tarantino would talk about all the other ones, like Boiling Point. Yeah, because I got a true romance feel throughout the whole point with him. And her at the end. I was like, this is true romance part yeah. two. Yeah, he was only unique in the way that he smushed things together. It's very classically American, Tarantino's desire to be original by not being original at all. Right. I mean, well, I will again go on record with I love fucking Kill Bill. Oh, but it's so good. it is just doing what other people have done, but doing it more directly and I would say more accessibly. He was very American about it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, he's also feeding into our prejudices. Like, when we see, like, racist motherfuckers get beat down. Yeah. Totally. Right? Totally. Absolutely. If we're like, oh, get that motherfucker. You know, like, you're like, get him. Because, like, it's the point where you'd probably breach your own humanity to commit, vi- commit violence. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's, like, literally getting to the reptile brain. And he does it. Every fucking time he's a, he's a genius, but every time I every time I saw I, I watched this twice. Every time I saw the ending, I was like, "Dude, there's no way he didn't steal this." <laughs> totally. <laughs> All right, well, let me get back to it. I'm going to just give you guys a couple scenes. I want you not to expound hardcore, but I just want your reactions to them. So the kids are on a bus and they meet a weirdo who's going fishing. And they end up, instead of going to the aquarium, they go fishing with the weirdo. James was his name. What'd you it, made the, it made the main character, who was 
dull as fucking rocks, much more likable. He was giggling the whole time. That was interesting. Yeah, it was the most emoting he did in the whole movie. Hmm. Uh, He was Katana light. Okay, Mm. that's what you thought. Okay, how about the home run? That was funny. The fact that uh, Masaki could run so fast that he beat the cheesy best friend and also ruined the game for everybody. Funny scene. The cheesy best friend is also celebrating. He's not running full speed. Totally. But still, what did you guys think? I thought that was a really good scene. No? Okay, cool. Um, the no, Jack no, Avery. no, no, no. Jack Avery. I to think about it. Oh. I... No, I sip on the it. margarita, then think about it. Well, that's know... what I was doing, actually. I was chewing on my lemon. <laughs> I, I think it was... For me, that scene was interesting because it was like... Everything about it, that's why it, it negates the idea that it, the whole thing was a dream or a fantasy because it it's so perfectly balanced. Hey, I did something good with, wow, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> because it wasn't just him. His friend was a piece of shit, too. Like, his friend riding a bike home after the end and everyone ditches him. <laughs> but then remember, he gets Rich Kid in the face again. Rich Kid gets beat the fuck. <gasps> Which is great. But, yeah, that's good. But it... it, it I don't know. I'm trying to think of how to articulate it. I think it's just. We wanted him. We wanted him to win. It was one of those There's periods like... of time where you're like, is this movie going anywhere? If it's going somewhere, when? Is this going to tie to anything else? And it it doesn't really because it, it doesn't indicate that these two people have any kind of relationship to each other at all. Because it just underlines what a dipshit the main character But that was before it. They eventually become total homies. But they must have been homies to begin with. Oh, sure. Because he was the one that told him to ask the girl out. And he was the one. Can I just do this, though? Like, if you go full circle. Or was he? He wasn't the guy that told him to ask the girl out. You're right. But also, he is the one that eventually was really mad that he ran away, but buys him the ice cream at the end. Yes. Which was lovely. Okay. That was very nice. Well, I mean, it kind of points to the sense of entitlement on our main man, right? Like, he doesn't understand Mm. the rules. He's very entitled. And everything he does, he's very lazy. He's got a sense of entitlement. He's like the millennial before millennials. Don't fucking get me started on that. I'm a zennial. Anyway, um, the point is that, like, I know. I love you, too. Um, The point (laughs) is that I feel like Donald Trump now. That's right. Oh, oh. Uh, the point is that... uh, that he like even even if it, it, let's say this is not a simulation, he doesn't know the rules of baseball. He's entitled. He doesn't know anything about baseball. Let's yeah. say he does know baseball enough to that point. Like he's still autistic. Right? Like this kid is like basically autistic. Like this is like autism before autism became hot on Tumblr. Like he he, he doesn't have any. He's it's like not all cylinders are firing on our level. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll throw out. I'm, I'll just kind of rapid fire some of these. The Pachinko scene I thought was awesome. It was hilarious, which was my third best. Yes. Nice. Um, Kitano doing the hand job and the rape that we've alluded to a few times. Wait, Katano didn't do a hand job. It was implied. Yeah, yeah, no, he no, did. No, he gave the friend no. a hand job yeah. while they watched his friend mm-hmm. having. Sex no, it with was his implied. He never, of course, he never saw it. Of course, it was implied. But I mean, it's what else could he have been doing? It's also down there? implied anal sex. 
but he's he's gay as fuck. I know, I know. But it was great because like the on top of that, like you he likes both. Because because Katano's so young, so like when you see Katano with that facial injury, right? Yeah. Like, from the motorcycle accident, like from Katano accident, is. Right? You'll never see him jerking anyone else off. But mm-hmm. but in this movie. But in this movie, you you will. <laughs> but I'm, I'm an American. I never I never saw this movie. This, I wish I would have seen this first before any of his movies because I feel like in the in the catalog of Katano, it's it's probably near the bottom overall. Oh, I disagree completely. I would put it in the top three <laughs> well, because it's. Sodomy and hand jobs. Okay, I think dudes. if I think if anybody gets too caught up in that, it's exactly what Katana wanted you to get caught up in. You know, no. he's just fucking with you. He is. He's, he's fucking with you. With I, I, it's not he's just playing that. with boundaries, it's, it's, and you're falling for it. It's the twenty minutes where nothing's going on. Then I get the ashtray saying, and then it's like another thirty minutes before anything of consequence oh, goes on. You know what was happening? Is he was framing some of the most beautiful scenes in cinema for you to look at and it was okay. gorgeous yeah. to look at well I've, and a lot of I've never stared so at 1990s actionful. cars so hard in my whole life like okay i oh. go ahead yeah i think a lot of movies are so full of action that they stop feeling like anything because you just see it over and over and over again and you become desensitized and moments like the beach scene are what make scenes like when Katano kills the guy that brings him the weapons that's also on Matthew's list because I can be sneaky. Because it's great, yeah. Um, like, that that scene is insane, and I know you'll both have a lot more to say about no, it than I do, but I feel like the surprise of it only is able to happen because there's all these beautiful, mellow scenes that precede it that makes that powerful instead of it just being another moment where there's this intense violence. I would I would disagree. I watch a lot of slow movies. I like slow movies, as I'll prove later on. Uh, the point is, is that like <laughs> I think that there was a lot of bullshit character buildup in the first twenty minutes that were boring. And then the first and twenty then, minutes was watching people play baseball. Yeah, it was boring. <laughs> no, not people. The Japanese. We had okay. to bomb them. Hiroshima. Well, I have two more. Um, I don't want to. Okay, I yeah. don't want to shit on this at all. Sorry, I'm just gonna cut you off. And throw on. Did you guys notice? It's a subtle thing that happens, but uh, Masaki, he has his jacket he's so proud of. Yeah, he loses. Starts, yeah, his dude, this, he's, this dude starts admiring it. And the next thing you know, from the rest of the movie, he doesn't get to wear it anymore. He has to wear that shitty. Weird that red and white thing. Red and white That's thing, the yeah. Worst, yeah. yeah. That was the and best part because like, he's, like, he's like, did you, is this like on, is this old from the army? And he's like, no, bro, I just made it look old. And you were like, yeah. oh, and then the next thing you know, you're like, hey, Liniment, that guy's kind of like swole. Like, that guy's yeah. a badass. Like, it's already been established in canon that he's a badass motherfucker who will wreck you fast. He can, like, literally dance and beat your ass. And then and then at the same time, like, he's not very tall. His arms are kind of short. So then yeah, he rolls he was, up the yeah, he was a little bit of a dwarfy guy, but he was badass. Yeah. Okay, final one I would just want to throw out to you guys is just the uh, finger chopping scene. Because it was, it was a little ridiculous. Brilliant. That was another one on my list. But really good. Many yeah. layers. Yeah, she's like, he's like, get a block because we want to smack down. On Do we this, have anything like... to throw? Because it's just a regular kitchen knife. It's not a samurai sword. It's like, <laughs> right? right? Not the like, girlfriend's like hovering over, like giving extra oomph to the knife. 
with granny panties. Come on, she's wearing granny panties, bitch. Nice. Have she was. Pride. I didn't yeah. notice the panties. I missed that too, but I yeah. trust you, Lee. Uh, you're welcome. I'm the only heterosexual here. All right, guys. Well, it's time for the top six challenge. Um, I was thinking, um, I was actually going to do a trivia that was based on um, trivia about Okinawa. And Jenna reminded me of how much fun that would be for everybody. So she said, hey, <laughs> you know, uh, rappers are gangsters. Why don't we do that? And I was like, I didn't oh, say shit. all rappers are gangsters. You kind of did. I didn't. I said that there's a relation with Tupac and Biggie. Ooh, Can we use the N-word or no? <laughs> no. I don't know what happened. Uh, Hold it's on. never okay. Guys, I'm checking my mic. God damn it. Is it okay. if I went too close? I don't know what happened, but let's hope it. Wicka wicka. Rap in your face. Well, you know, you, you know you, the, the the madam said Bushido goes first, not me. Oh, yeah? Oh, I go first because I'm the madam. All right. Yeah, because okay. Lee right. first. I'll be the madam. All right, so complete these lyrics. Now, in my younger days, I used to sport a shag when I went to school blank. It's either um, I always had No, no, bag. no, no. Come on. Oh, I my. flunked all my exams. I carried lunch in a bag, or I didn't have a backpack. <laughs> There's only one um, answer. I think it's I always had lots of swag. All right. Nope. And it was, damn it, I... It oh. was I carried lunch Dude, in his bag. bag. Oh. Yeah. All right, Leroy. Honky girlfriends don't know rap. Okay, go. <laughs> just because I don't know the exact lyrics. Jesus. Just because wicked, you glow wicked. in the dark. You glow in the dark. Okay, let's go. All right, which rapper was not a member of the Wu-Tang Clan? Was it Method Man, ODB, U-God, or Royce the 5-9? U-God. U-God was not? Nope, it was Royce the 5-9. You made that oh. up, you fucking burn! Oh, what about best friends that don't know anything about gangster rap? What? <laughs> Dude, bro. Bro. Oh, this one's too easy. Oh, but Jana. I'm going to get it. Woo-hoo. Oh, Janet. What was the name of Fresh Prince's DJ? DJ Jazzy Jeff. I have to say the things. DJ oh. Duke of Earl, DJ Jazzy Jeff, DJ Funk Flexmaster, or DJ King Koopa? You already answered. You and got clearly. it. DJ Jazzy Jazz. All right. Leroy. This uh, one's understand. easy too, sweetie. Name, name the singer who was married to the Notorious B.I.G. Was it Faith Evans... Charlie Baltimore, Lil Kim, or Mary J. Blige? Faith Evans. Faith Evans. It's correct. Yeah. Yeah, because Tupac I thought it was Lil Kim. Cause, no, because Tupac said, like, I fucked your bitch, motherfucker. Like, because actually oh, Tupac right. probably fucked yeah, his no, wife. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. For sure. All right. So um, that's one for Lee. Cool. Uh, Janet. Oh. Which... Nas song did Jay-Z sample for his song mm. Dead Presidents was it The World Is Yours was it One Mic was it If I Ruled the World or was it Made You Look my guess is If I Ruled the World If I Ruled the World no it Damn. was The World Is Yours oh Damn. I know this one but the thing is that like Nas like the, the, the interplay between the Nas and uh, and his what's his cunt is like what kind of made East Coast rap at post okay. that whole Biggie phenom. 
All right, well, right now it's one to zero, and we're on to question number four. Oh, one, two, three, four. Yes. Could I have gotten zero? Yep. No, I've gotten one. What you, you get? One. I got DJ Jazzy Jeff. Oh, you sure did. Okay, so you guys are tied. We're tied. And, and then we're on to Lee, question number four. If we doesn't get this one, I'm going to make fun of him for the rest of our lives. All right. Lee, what does... So, by the way, just for everyone listening, since Jenna keeps jumping out that she knows everything about this, oh, it's sorry. actually a quiz on the web where I don't know the answer to it. So... It's a multiple choice, and I have to click it to find out if it's true or not. So this one is, what does OPP mean? It either means other people's poison, other people's problems, other people's property, or no one really knows for sure. That's you, Lee. Well, you cut out on the first answer. What was it? Oh, sorry. So OPP, is it other people's poison, other people's problems? It's other the people's... second one. Okay. Other people's problems nope lee how did you miss that it was other person's properties property because whatever because the whole song's about cheating the whole song is about cheating you know the thing is uppity oh sorry when when oh like first of all when opp came out like all they said was opp they never like explained it you down with opp yeah i've been down me. with opp you know me i didn't I know, know it was right? other people's property i thought it was something cooler than that i thought yeah it, other people's property multiple times in the i never, never paid attention because i was getting high and drunk well that's how i feel about biggie smalls i used to sing my friend and i made chicken songs with the lyrics but it's <laughs> still tied Yours is still tied. We are how still do you tied. like? How do you like Biggie Smalls in your West of the Rockies? I don't understand that. I don't dislike Biggie Smalls. I just don't really care. Tupac, I mean California love. California. No, ta- knows how dude, to Tupac party. is way better than <laughs> whatever. Okay, let's go. I just said Tupac was better. Yeah, far better. Okay, Ex- so this is for Jenna. Yes. Which rap group song "Fight the Power" was featured in Spike Lee's oh, film? Oh, that's easy. Do, do the right thing. Was it Outcast, NWA, Wu Tang, uh, or Public Enemy? Uh, Ooh, see, she doesn't know me. I think Dude. it's NWA. It is NWA. Everyone knows no, it's NWA. No, it was Public Enemy. It's Public Enemy. What? Yeah. I know. Shit. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. All right. So, so does that mean neither of us won? So that no, means no, no. there's I've one question left. Yeah. Okay. Dear, hold on. Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. Stay out of my way and let me win this, please. So right now you guys are tied. Um, I'm sick, Lord. (laughs) This is the final question. All right, Uh, all right. Okay, so uh, Fife Dog, Q-Tip, and Ali Shaheed Muhammad were members of what rap group? Is it De La Soul, A Tribe Called Quest? A Tribe Called Quest. Or Digital Underground. Tribe it was Quest. a tribe called Twist. Damn which it. means you win, Lee. Yeah. Win! Oh, because you know what? You know what? Like, you can't even use the N-word, but I can use it. No, you can't. No, you can't. Nobody can use it. It's not okay. It's never okay. I feel like it no. was like... Boom. Damn it, Lee. He's going to have to edit that cut. out now. I'm just going to beep it, because, but you can't say it. It's never give... okay. It's never Dude, okay. like, 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 here's the thing. Congratulations, Lee. It's the first top six you've ever won. Congratulations. I never yes! thought you'd ever... <laughs> steroids are real. I love steroids. Yeah. Also, yeah. also, third wave feminine is bullshit, you know? Like, 
The girls I just don't know gave anything. you two spirit fingers, Lee. Oh, I gave him some of those. What is the thing from uh, Bring It On? The That's spirit magic fingers. hands. Oh, spirit, spirit fingers. fingers. You get spirit, spirit fingers, fingers, Lee. Thank you, bitches. I only gave you put two. it put it on my nipples and other sensitive places, please, and thank you. All right, guys, go to uh, screenmayhem.com for all the good shit. Cinema Bushido, the Screen Mayhem podcast, and of course, uh, the Clones cast with our homie Michael Worth. Bye. Bye. Say bye, Lee. Lee, say bye. <laughs> <laughs>